Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome an expert in trademark law. She's also an attorney, founder, CEO of RJ Pierce Law Firm. She goes by the name of The Biz Law, the B-I-Z lawyer, The Biz Lawyer on the Twitters. Let me welcome the one and only Rosina J. Pierce. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. Okay, so what don't we know about that White Lives Matter trademark that we should know? Um, I think it's very important that we understand when someone files a trademark, it doesn't mean that they're going to be granted automatic ownership of that trademark. And also, too, what's really important is that when you file a trademark, you have to have a bona fide intent to use it or you have to be using it already. Now, if someone can show that they are using it and they have prior use over your application, then they may be granted the rights to trademark ownership because they have prior usage over your application. And so if you notice the application was filed October 3rd, I believe, 2022, this year, right? And it actually was filed, coincidentally, I think the same day that Candace Owens posted the, the popular photograph of her and Kanye with, the, um, with their backs to the um, a camera that said White Lives Matter, right? And so that photograph itself can show that technically, if Kanye really wanted to fight this situation, he could because he can show that he actually had prior usage. So I just think that's very, very important. And I didn't want a lot of entrepreneurs to be misled by this story. So I just Let's, felt the need to speak up in regards to it. Thank you for that. As somebody that owns at least three trademarks, including Narrative, Nubia, and the Global Majority, I own those. The hoops that I had to go th- through, you know, because Narrative is a word that everyone knows, but the K in front of it, with the actual mark, with the art and all of that makes it a unique thing. The word narrative, I couldn't trademark unto itself because it is a a commonly used word, but with Mm -hmm. the K in front of it, that allowed me with the actual way, the font and everything to, to have a trademark, the global majority, uh, similar, similar with the art and that, you know, registered trademark. So what is a registered trademark, uh, Rosina and why do we need it? Yes. So a registered trademark is a trademark that has been through the actual process, right? So once you file the application, it used to take the government three to four months to review the application. But then after COVID, they thought we were going to quarantine and chill, but we started quarantining and creating and we started protecting our rights, right? And filing applications. So during COVID, the most trademarks was filed in history. So now it's taking the government almost 12 months just to review a trademark application, right? And you know, because it sounds like you kind of went through some of that, the government will review it and they can either approve it for publication, which allows anyone in the public 30 days to oppose. And that's where Kanye can step up and oppose if he really wanted to sell these t-shirts, which I don't think he does because he's made that public. Um, But also too, Um, or they can issue an office action. Now, an office action means that they have an issue with the application and you have, it used to be six months to respond, but as of December 3rd, you're only going to have three months to respond. And the office action can either have a substantive issue within it or a non-substantive issue. Now, substantive issue meaning they're refusing it on a legal basis. And I do believe, like how you said, your narrative trademark, you know, they, they kind of refused it because they said it's a commonly used 
name, right? Well, there's something under trademark law that's called failure to function as a trademark. And if you look up Black Lives Matter, no one owns that trademark because the government said it lost its source identifier, meaning like who is the original creator? And I think that's what's going to happen with this White Lives Matter situation, whereas there's a lot of issues with that application. One being that the brothers got on CNN saying that they don't have any intent to use it. That is actually, that can be a fraud claim because under trademark law, you have to have either usage or a bona fide intent to use it, right? But also too, it can fail to function as a trademark because so many people say white lives matter just like so many people say black lives matter so the source identifier can get lost in that as well i love this conversation a lot of us you know and this is to me the thing we have the systems are in place to benefit mm-hmm. those who master the systems so mm-hmm. we cannot sub you know go around the systems we got to become masters of the system right so mm-hmm. if the system say this is how you do business we have we, we have to learn how to do business right and just putting an r at the end of your thing does not <laughs> some of some of y'all out there just put an aura yeah. <laughs> talk about that rosina because you seen it you know damn well they didn't yeah. register the trademark when they got that aura there oh like yeah i have to pay for that aura Yes, Karen. And I'm so happy you brought that up too, because, you know, me as a trademark lawyer, I used to think, take it for granted that everybody know the difference between the TM symbol and the R symbol with the circle. And now the TM symbol, you can use it at any time you like. The TM symbol, it doesn't like vest any technical or legal rights to the brand, but it allows you to put the public on notice that you're using a brand as a trademark. Now, some people can use it and not even have a trademark on file. I wouldn't recommend that because if somebody else sees you using that brand with a TM symbol, they're going to look it up. And if it's not filed, it probably will prompt them to file it. But also the R symbol. Now, the R symbol is a legal um, a legal symbol that you only is supposed to use once you get registration, official registration, right, that the government grants you. If you use that R symbol and you have not had the trademark registered, someone can report you to the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, and they can find you for deceptive practices on the public because you're basically telling um, the public that this is a registered trademark when you don't have it registered. And so, like, even if those gentlemen went out and put, you know, R symbol on that trademark itself, that will not, that will be false information because it's not registered yet. They just filed it October 3rd. The, the way the government is processing these applications right now, they probably won't even look at that application to probably summer of 2023, if not uh, later. We're talking with the biz lawyer, the biz lawyer, Rosina J. Pierce is here, founder and CEO of RJ Pierce Law Group. Why did you use uh, decide to become this kind of lawyer, trademark and patent the lawyer why why this rosina you know i I, i'm from the west side of chicago um you know where you know about seven out of ten men are arrested in my community that i come from londale and you know my dad wanted me to be a criminal lawyer he wanted me to you know fight the criminal justice system right but i felt like i can create more impact by showing people how to retain and get an economic power 
And I knew power comes with ownership, right? And if I teach people like, and I say like, and I, where, my, where I'm from, like you are doing well if you owned a piece of property or that type of thing. But I wanted people to own their own businesses and be able to, you know, retire early, you know, because I see my grandparents, you know, work or my mom worked to the 50s and 60s, right? And now it's hard to retire and enjoy life because you don't have enough money or your health is not as good, right? And so I wanted to be able to empower people in my community. And then therefore, if we are able to empower the community through economic power, through ownership of business ownership and, you know, intellectual property and real estate, now we can say who police our community. So I just thought, you know, I can have a bigger impact um, in a different type of way. Well, thank you for that. Um, our biggest mistake, people, and we got some calls we're going to get to, 866-801-8255. The biz lawyer is here. Biggest mistake people make when they start a business in this area? The biggest mistake that I see, Karen, is people, they incorporate under their secretary of state, meaning they'll get their LLC or they'll have their corporation and they'll think that's all they have to do. And they'll think they own their business just because they incorporate it under their secretary of state. As entrepreneurs, we have to understand the different facets of the law so that we know how to utilize them properly. So when you incorporate, it's to basically shield you from any legal liability that is to arise out of your business. So it's basically separating you as the owner from the business. So if somebody wants to sue the business, they sue the business and not you personally. It also helps you for tax benefits. But nowhere under the law it says that it's going to grant you ownership rights to the brand name. And a lot of our entrepreneurs fall short of that and not understand that. And I try to give the example of, look, that's why you see big companies like Nike, right, who's incorporated under the Secretary of State of Oregon, but they also own the trademark to Nike under the USPTO, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office, which is on a federal level. So therefore, if someone is infringing on your brand outside of your state, right, you have the power to stop them and enforce those rights because your state only has the power within the state, but you can't reach out into those other states unless you have that federal backing and that federal power uh, behind you. Now, trademarking could be costly, right? So some of us who start businesses, you know, we do a dollar cost analysis and it's like, ah, I'm okay. I'm just not do this. At what point is it crucial for a person to trademark? And, and I also think some of us go too far and we try to trademark everything, everything. Like when do you trademark? When is it okay not to trademark? What kinds of businesses must be trademarked and what kinds of business can we get away with not trademarking? That's a great question, Karen. But one thing I will ask you is, will you build a house on land you don't own? Yeah, no. Okay. So one thing <laughs> we don't want to do no. is build businesses if we do not own them. So we want to start with the protection of the brand at the very beginning, right? We don't want to go out and invest on product packaging and marketing material if we have not cleared that name yet, we have not filed that name to protect that name. Because the worst case, people say it's expensive to trademark, but it's 10 times more expensive to invest your time, your money, and resources into a brand to only receive a cease and desist letter, and the actual owner of that brand is demanding that you turn over your products and your marketing material that you invested your money and time to create, right? That's one thing. 
Now, a great question you did ask is like, but what type of businesses need to be protected? So I would say trademarks help um, consumers relate back to where product or service come from in the marketplace, right? So if you have like a holding company that really does not compete in the marketplace, you don't need to trademark that, right? Because all that company is to do is just hold assets, right? Or say, for instance, you have, you know, an LLC that's protecting like your rental property, right? As long as you don't have a lot of different rental properties and you're not competing against, you know, another big rental company, then I would say you probably wouldn't necessarily need to trademark that. But think about it this way. How would you feel if your competitor, right? If a competitor came along and they took your same name or something confusingly similar to it and was attracting your potential clients based on that name you were using. If you feel aware about that and that does not um, let you feel, you know, sleep easy at night, then that probably means you need to trademark that brand. Mm, all right. 866-801-8255. Ramsey's jaw is who we had on a couple of weeks ago. Quentin Ward. They were gifted the trademark. They they said they were gifted it by a listener. Can you be gifted a trademark? And if, if so, to your point, it was filed. It hasn't been approved. So what was actually gifted to them that they think they can now sell to Kanye for a billion dollars? <laughs> And that's very interesting because there's rules under um, the USPTO that an um, an application that's filed for intent to use cannot be assigned. So once the examiner takes a look at that, that assignment may be invalid if the examiner want to be really hard on it, right? So, you know, I don't know who, you know, was inviting these gentlemen, but like, I always tell my clients, look, you got the right to remain silent, right? Like just because what you don't (laughs) want to do is your testimony and your public statements be used against you when it's time, you know, to defend your defend your rights, if if per se, right? And so, um, but once the trademark is registered or usage has been showed, you actually can't assign a trademark to another user or you can gift it to someone. That is that is perfectly fine. But the government, there is a rule that says that usage has to be shown first before an assignment can actually be granted. So that's some sticky things there too as well. So Karen, you're bringing up a lot of great points that may be a challenge for, you know, those um, young brothers. And, you know, I, I mean, I was, you know, I was just disheartened because it was just a miseducation, right? Yeah. Of these, you know, and I'm like, and they're on national, and I'm like, no, yeah. please, like, don't. Yeah. And it's like no one is really speaking up to say this is not this is not right under the law. It's not correct under the law. Well, well primarily because you know I find this a lot because I deal in many different facets of business, you know. But an entertainment lawyer in music is not necessarily good for publishing. But you come in or or an entertainment lawyer who now is doing real estate, you know, so you don't get your entertainment lawyer to negotiate your real estate deals. Like we we don't know that they're lawyers for everything. Like, like I'm not going to have my plumber come and do my electrician. You know, yeah. he might be a contractor or general contractor can do some electricity, but I don't want him wiring my home for, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's levels to this. And they admittedly didn't know they were looking for legal advice. But you're right. They, you, you know, we talk too much. And the, 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 the limelight is, is intoxicating. All right. We're talking with Rosina. Rosina Pierce is here. Uh, the biz lawyers where you can follow her. All right, let's go to the phones. Rosina, Michelle in Texas has a question. Hi, Michelle. 
Hi, Karen. Hi, Rosina. Oh, my God. You have hit on everything that I'm literally going through right now with my business. Um, I worked in advertising here in Texas. It started in like 99, 98, 99. I started freelancing, so I created my own name. Um, in 2016, um, I was looking to move to Miami. So I was putting my resume out there with my business name on it. I was doing just what you said, don't do, putting the TM next to it, all that. Just this year, I found out, I've always Googled the business name, nothing ever came up. It only came up in connection to me. Just this year, I find out that two um, melanemic guys in Miami started a business using the name, and I had a, a someone from a law school in Texas tell me that they had started it. I think I talked too much, and I told her when I started it. So when she came back, she was melanemic also. She came back, and she said, oh, they started it, and she chose a year before mine. So how do I find out if they really started it before me or not? Okay, Rosina. Okay, so um, I would say to the biz lawyer on Instagram, and like Karen's just saying, these fraudulent people with fake accounts out there everywhere, but I'm the biz lawyer, right? T-H-E-B-I-Z lawyer. And if you send me a DM, I can take a look for you just to see like where it is, right? Sometimes it's hard to see when people started unless they already filed the application. Because when you do file the application, Karen, if you're doing a usage application, you do have to tell the government what day you started using That's right. Training. That's right. Usage, right. So usage is very important. So send me a DM on Instagram at the biz lawyer and send me your brand name and I'll take a look for you. And we can, you know, I can see what I can do to help you with that. And I apologize. It's IG, not Twitter. IG, she's on IG where everybody's at doing business. All right. Let me, so to, to that point, the fact that she didn't do it, she doesn't have a really a leg to stand on because she doesn't have any way of proving when she started. So it sounds like she does have, and she says she's been using it for a long time. The right. But the fact that they said they did it a year before mm-hmm. she never yeah. filed, she never filed, filed. So she has mm-hmm. some, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's why we got to protect our necks. Yes. And that's why I said, don't build a house on land you don't own. Like you got to yes. This like a lot of people think like, oh, this is something I can get to later. But it, it really, if you're building everything and pouring everything into this brand name, you need to protect it. And I hate when people, because like you were saying, Karen, you don't go to a foot doctor for brain surgery, right? And a lot of people run up against a lot of different lawyers and business coaches that tell them that this is not important when it's the most important thing. Now, if you like playing house with your business, then no, it ain't important, right? You willing to flip things over and trade things around and you got money to waste on product packaging and things, then it's not important. But if you are invested in this and you're trying to grow a legacy, this is a legacy builder asset, right? Um, trademarks last as long as you use them, you will not lose them. Coca-Cola has been registered since 1893, Mercedes since 1903. And you look at all those fortune 500 companies, I bet you they own their trademark to their businesses. And to that point, you can build slowly once you've gathered and done your foundation pouring, which this is right. Spend yeah. that money, 
take care of your brand. Like I would not have released my clothing line until it was trademarked, right? Because it's the dope design and so is the name. I'm not trying to be out here fighting with people who got the time or the money. No, I'm going to make sure my business is taken care of before I even release anything. Uh, but let's go to Trey in Houston, Texas. Stay in Texas. Hi, Trey. Quickly. Hey, how are you? Good. Um, I'm glad to get all this information. I've actually been in a position where I've had to defend my own trademarks twice in court. But I was really calling because of something you said earlier in regards to you form an LLC to protect your personal from your your business endeavors, correct? So what I find in, in, in a lot of my business, I own restaurants, is at the end of most of my contracts with vendors or anything like that, they want me to personally guarantee the contract or the terms of the whatever it is that I'm buying. If it's on a net 30 or something, they want me to personally guarantee it. How can you get around that if the whole sole purpose of me having an LLC is so that I w- the business is going to be responsible, but I need to be separated from that? Yes. Yeah, so one thing I would say, too, because on Instagram, everybody talks about LLCs. So when we say it, it resonates with people. Right. But I just want to say this. The law is not a one size fit all garment. A LLC may not be the best entity type for you. You might need a corporation. Right. Or you might need, you know, depending on the type of business structure. That's why you want to sit down and speak with a CPA and a, um, a attorney. Now, when it comes to getting, um, you know, Going like getting business debt, right? The, if your business has not been up sustainable long enough, some creditors will want that personal guarantee because they know people can hide behind the shield of incorporation or a corporation. And that's just the extra step that they utilize to get their money, right? To guarantee that they're going to get their money. So what you probably want to do is talk to a funding expert who can help you get different mm-hmm. type of funding that does not require a personal guarantee, right? Now, I'm a lawyer, right? So I know how people can duck and hide under the law. So one thing I definitely will ask for is a personal guarantee, right? Because if you don't pay me my money, I want to be able to come and get you as well. And so creditors are getting smarter, right? Because business owners, uh, you know, are utilizing the law in a way that's proper for them. So I would just say, you know, get with a funding expert that can possibly help you get funded that will also, you know, won't require a personal guarantee. And another thing I would say, just because he is a restaurant owner, that goes back to the holding company. So because you have all this valuable restaurant equipment and things like that, you definitely want to make sure that a holding company owns that restaurant equipment in the event someone comes in slip and fall or get food poisoning and they want to sue the restaurant, they can't repossess the equipment because the equipment is not owned by the same company that's operating the restaurant. Oh, I love that. that. All right. I told y'all to call in. Now the lines are lit and now we got to go. So will you come back, Ms. Rosina Pierce? I definitely will come back. And if they want to, they can send me a DM on Instagram at the biz lawyer, but I will definitely come back for you. Okay. All right. The biz lawyer on IG. Thank you for being here, madame. Appreciate you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.